Hello and welcome to the Car Guy Coffee Podcast. We are excited to bring you this two-part with our friends at Think Ag Group, Dealership Toolkit, Emblem Data and Analytics, and our friend Don Brady at Don Brady Consulting. Enjoy. Let's move. All right, car guys and car gals, we are ready to get this interview official. underway. We have began what it takes to get down to this five-liner. So we got our app out. Actually, don't know if you know what's getting ready to go down, but a true solutionary, a real car guy of car guys is about to dump into your cup what it takes just for you to just be encouraged a little bit Boom. more that his story may have a correlation with yours, but ultimately the triumph in his should encourage you that there will be triumph inside of yours. So without further ado, we have a solutionary that's sitting in the back room that's about to come up in here and really bless the microphone from West Virginia, our friend. Mountain Mama. Solutionary himself, Mr. Demetrius We're so excited to have you here this morning, man. I know that you're a busy guy, and to have a little bit of time with you means a lot to us. We're looking forward to learning about you and growing with you, man. But, dude, welcome to the cafe. We're going to have some fun this morning. Man, I'm so honored and blessed to be here with you, gentlemen, man. I, I've watched you guys grow and the things that you've done um, for the industry. I'm just super proud of you guys, and um, I'm, like I said, super honored to be here. Man. We're grateful. We're grateful. Well, that you're we appreciate it. With us. That means a lot, man. It means a lot to hear that from you because that's ultimately all we want to do. We want to just add to this business. We want to make this industry a little bit better than we started in it, right? And and when we can do something like that, that is the best thing that you can do. Each one of us, if every car guy out there had that mentality, we wouldn't have those stupid room commercials that make us look like we treat customers like we're never going to let them leave, which it does happen sometimes. But that's not because of that situation. But it, that commercial made us look really bad, man. They're like, can I please go home now? I just want to go wife. talk to my wife. <laughs> so I actually thought the commercial was funny. But, but I also understood why money car people got offended by that, you know, and, and why they don't want that to be the stigma of the car guy. Well, folks, it all starts with you. If you want that to change, then you need to make a change. If you're a leader, you need to teach your people how not to make that happen how to make customers comfortable, how to make them happy. But anyway, long story short, we're going to get to it. But, folks, before we get any further, there's always something we love to do with every one of our guests. And I know that Demetrius, he's going to be part of it. He's going to be in one of our videos one day doing it, rocking it out. (laughs) He knows what's up. Oh, he's already got got the rhythm for it. So we're going to make this happen. I could tell he's got that swag going. So we're going to get this forgive, focus, fly because it's so important. This is the first thing you need to do before you do anything in life is you got to forgive. You gotta forgive the weight of unforgiveness on your shoulders because a lot of us hold on to that. A lot of us use that as an excuse of why we can't get to the next level. We keep thinking, oh well, because of this. Oh well, back in the day, this is what I did. Or I'm always been. I'm just not that type of person. Those are excuses. Those are things you need to forgive. So forgive that. Everybody has a fresh start the moment that you want it to be. Any second, people say the next when you wake up. Well, that is a fresh start. But you can literally have like right now. We can go to the next minute. Now I have a fresh start. I'm gonna start right now. Forgive everything of the past. Let it go so you can focus on your future. You can focus on what you need to focus on, not have this unforgiveness on you to focus on. On nothing but the future, right? And then we're going to fly. We're going to fly all the way to where we need to go and keep growing. But let's do this, folks. Let's get this thing going. 
on three car guys and car gals, solutionaries out there. Go ahead and cross their arms one time. And if you're driving, listening to the podcast, only do the one arm. On three, one, two, three, forgive. Focus. Fly. And keep growing. Keep growing. That's what I do right there. All right. Now, we can officially get into this five-liner. Man, it is. Hold on. That's magical. Ooh. That's the way to start. That's the way to start the day right there. Yes, sir. That's, that's the only right. way to start. That's so how, that's how we yes, start our meetings with our guys. Just saying, you got to get their physiology to change. Let them know, hey, it doesn't matter what the last customer did, what the last week le- ended like. Get focused, fly. Let's nope. get focused on what we can do. Let's, Let's focus on going. the great news and keep moving forward. So, you know, five liner, Demetrius. We we ask five questions of people. The first one's always the same. Matter of fact, the last lately the questions all been the same. But we <laughs> we've because def- we we fine tuned it. We know what the right questions are to ask and. So this first question to me is the most important question. It's how I start every day with my why. What motivates you? What gets you to do what you need to do? What makes you want to keep growing? I think for me, my why has always been and will continue to be my family, my wife, um, and God. Um, And not necessarily in that order. I put God first at the center of everything that I do. Um, All of the challenges, struggles, and anything that I've been through, I know that God has purposed me and position me through those struggles for um the greater reason which is my why which is my family um so for me it's my family for me it's um they are intrinsically everything that motivates me to be better every single day mm. lot of mercy oh, love I, lo- I love it i love it no seriously like it's 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 the inner drive inside me too you know we all can have other whys there's a multitude of whys we have you know, we could use whys for this you know some people will say well my why is to become better than i was yesterday my why is this my why is to leave a legacy on this planet but at the end of the day it if if you really deep dig in your heart where's your heart lay it's usually with your family it's usually i want to make sure that my children know that with hard work and determination and positive attitude that they can grow and they could be anything they want to be so we're trying to be everything we can be, right? You want your children to believe that they could be the president one day. They could be whatever they want to be. It doesn't matter what obstacle they think is coming. There is no obstacle when you really want and you truly want to be that, right? So, man, I love that. The family is a huge motivation. And and without that, without that why, it's very difficult to get up every day, go to work, work that car guy job and sit there and, and deal with the customers and deal with banks and deal with salespeople who don't show up. And, you know, there's so many things that you have to go through as a leader in the car business. So in order for the, for me to be able to peak at my optimal performance, I have to have a why. So that's why that question is my favorite question to ask somebody. And I, and I, and I love that you honor your family that way. Great question. The, the key with understanding that why and what generally is the drive for fathers husbands, um, wives, all people, when they find somebody else that they care about just a hint more than them or incredibly more than them. It depends. Right. I mean, with finding that love for your child, that's a, that's a branding type of love. You're changed forever at that point. And that often becomes the, the thing that makes you shift where you wouldn't normally do that for just yourself. You wouldn't normally endure silly stuff or the heartache or the pain or the struggle of business or the rejection. A lot of times if it's just you, you're not doing it. The word says that there's no greater love than that of a brother laying his life down for another. And when we get the chance to lay our life down for our spouse, when we get the chance to put ourselves in front of the bullet for our children, right? To make sure that we take on whatever to the best of our ability, right? Our kids, I don't want my kids to make my mistakes. 
that doesn't mean that they're not going to make mistakes. And I also don't want them to be trained to be fearful of making a mistake because no matter what, I don't change how I, who it is that I see them as, right? Mm -hmm. I love them the same, whether they succeed or whether they fall on their face and fail. And that success or that failure does not define them, does not mean that's who they are, right? They are, their value is determined by heaven. The father who created them says who it is that they are. The author who wrote their story and is still continuing that story defines who it is that they are. And what's key is that that same relationship of why you do what you do is the same reason why God so loved the world. Mm. He gave his only son, right? Remember, remember God, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. That comes from the devil. Like I tell people, I, I tell people that all the time. Um, when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, um, me and my wife sit down and pray. And then like, when I get that anxious feeling and I get that, that like possibility of thinking about fear, um, it's no different than when I jumped out of planes when I was in the Marine Corps. It's, it's that spirit of fear comes from the devil. It doesn't come from God. God purposed us for something greater than you can even imagine. So like, when I think about my kids, I think about the fact that there is no spirit. I cannot have a spirit of fear because then that spirit of fear will dwell with inside of my family unit. And I just, I can't have that. So every decision I make has to be based on that higher purpose, on that higher calling for my family. Um, so yeah, like I just want to throw that in there. God doesn't give me Brother, I love that because the truth is, is that the, the, the definite, what actually defines love is Yahweh, is God. He is the definition in, inherently of what love is. And perfect love drives out all fear. Yes. Your kids, your employees, your uh, even your customers, they will go through what may be fearful for them in a moment if they understand how loved they are. If they get a proper perspective that, man, Demetrius is, is telling me that this is going to work out for me. And, and I'm scared. I'm scared of this payment. I'm scared of this commitment. I'm scared of going forward inside of this purchase. But I understood what he just told me. And he gave it to me in, in a truthful, loving way. And that kind of love is what helps people don't realize that that's what helps a customer overcome their own objection, yes. overcome their own fear is that they understand that they're sitting across from somebody that now they've built a relationship with that's leading them to a new place that they haven't gone before and helping remove the fear and the doubt and the worry and the concerns by telling them in a true, concerned, genuine manner that this is going to be okay. And, that, and when, when the customer takes on that and says, Demetrius, you do care for me. You are looking out for me, and I'm going to go ahead and trust you. How many times, car guys and car gals, has somebody looked across the table and waved that finger at you and said, I'm trusting you. I'm <laughs> trusting you with this. I hope this works out. And then grabbing that paper, and you're like, you're good, and smiling as they sign, right? But they are. They're trusting you, and it doesn't matter what capacity you are. If you have a customer sitting in front of you ever, or you're processing the paperwork or whatever is going on, you're a leader, and that leader cannot – lead with true fear otherwise you don't really have people that are following you you kind of have slaves you kind of have people that are just submitting themselves without actually knowing that they're cared for and in this industry there there, there was a lot of slave driver mentality right you're going to get this done and you're going to move or you're going to lose your job and you know what i mean do you want to see your kids you know do you want to take your lunch all those things would happen right but when people came in like Demetrius that came in and said, you know what, I can do this excellently and we can build this as a team. We can grow as a team. I'm going to grow because of 
you all, and you all are going to grow because of us. We're going to have a synergy that builds us up together. And that's, I mean, again, in essence, what, what we're trying to do as people is build great relationships that eventually has revenue chasing us. Oh, man, that is so right on the freaking money. Mm. So with that, <laughs> with that, I do want to ask something about this great car guy that's in the cafe with us, Demetrius. What is it that got you in the car business? Man, it's so crazy. The car business was a blessing that I didn't even know I needed. Um, a lot of people don't know that I was homeless when I first got into the car business. I was homeless. I was working in the back of a restaurant um, and washing my clothes in the sink and kind of just making it a go after the Marine Corps. I had no plan. Um, and it's funny because I always live by the proper prior planning prevents poor performance. But when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had no plan. I had no thought process of what, what I was going to do. And I was working in a restaurant and my first general sales manager came in and he, you know what I mean? He came in and said, hey, look, I'd love to order one of these sandwiches. Can you tell me about the sandwich? And little did I know I was being recruited, sold him the sandwich. He was like, son, if you can sell a sandwich, you can sell a car. And uh, I called six months to a year later, I walked in his office and he said, Let's get to work. And that's kind of how I got in the car business. I, it, it was a blessing that, I, like I said, I never knew I needed. Um, and it was something that I never even thought about. I had, you know what I mean, done all these things in the Marine Corps. And then, you know what I mean, even before the Marine Corps was a professional chef. So then getting out of the Marine Corps, not having a plan and stumbling really into the car business like most of us, I, I was blown away. But, yeah, that's really how I got into the car business. And then from there, just kind of upward trajectory changed my life. And I think that, you you know, I love that you use the car business as that where you felt like it was the upward. You know, I think I'll be honest with you, man. I think it goes for I think it went further back. You know, joining the military was a big upward thing for you. <clears throat> I think being a Marine, man, appreciate your service, by the way. Both of us are veterans and veterans mean a big deal to us and our families and everything else like that. So I do appreciate your service. The Marines, especially, bro, whoa. I mean, for real, that is that's legit stuff right there. You guys go through some intense training and and everything else. I mean, it's there. If anything, it's always 10 times more with the Marines and I, and I absolutely have mad respect for you. So you, you were on upward, you know, you got out and you said, just like you said, you just didn't know what, what was the next level of step. And I think that's the sad part about military, especially when you were in and when I was in and when Lou was in, when you got out, there was very little resource. There were some, but the resources were very minimal. That's why I think there's a lot of veteran issues out there right now. Um, because you don't know what to do. You get taught how to do this and that, especially as a Marine. And then you're like, oh, what do I do in the real world, right? And but you, what you realize and what I realize is that I'm not doing anything that I did when I was in the military in the real world. But I did use skills, like how to understand a process, how to go through these things, understanding chain of command, understanding that I, as I put my work in, as I put my time in, I will elevate and become more in my career, right? And I understand that like there is something that is unique about this business. But, but the car business allows us to almost be like an artist, right? You get to art. You get to paint your picture of how you want to be, the way you dress, the way you, the way you swag out, the way you talk to a customer. Granted, there is a process. There is these word tracks we learn, but we all know as we learn these word tracks, you have to kind of customize them to yourself. You kind of make it this way. It doesn't sound forced. You want it to make it sound like it's you know. And then as it becomes, it doesn't become word tracks anymore. It becomes vocabulary. It becomes how you speak. You know, and that's the whole point of the word tracks is just to teach you the fundamental words that people need to hear that are not too much or not enough, you know, whatever it is, it's the right way to speak it. 
And then as you do it, you just make it your own. And and the better you can make it your own and keep it similar to that, the better that it's going to be. And then it's people out there like you and like Lou and I and a lot of other car people that we've interviewed on here and, and people that we just met that, that just become innovators. They do new things that no one else has ever done. And that's because you learned the basic, though. You have to have a good foundation, period, mm-hmm. hands down. Without a good foundation, which military brought you some of that, I promise you, you're g- growing up in your, as, a, as a young kid, you found some foundation. There was always something that we were building on, whether it was being used the way we thought or not, but we were always growing. Now, the car business, like I said, helped all become artists. And we, can, we could do this. And then once we learned the foundation, it was like explosion time, and you, we all went for it. And, man – Social media is really helping out with that, I think. I think people don't realize how powerful it is and how much of a tool it is, not just to let people know who you are, but to build confidence. Because mm-hmm. now you're not just getting it from the dealership and your customers. You're getting it from the world. You're getting it from all these different car people who see what you're saying and doing, and, and it builds that confidence. Then you see other people doing something similar or something like along the same effect and having success or ones that don't have success, and then you can reach out to them and you can encourage and mentor you know what I mean? Those things all are amazing. And I'm so glad that we're able to do this. And I'm so glad that you went on your trajectory of doing what you did. Once again, being being in the military, coming out somewhat homeless. I was like that when I got out too. Bro. I was sleeping on my buddy's couch for three months. You know, I was just like living it. I didn't realize I was homeless. I look back, I was like, I was homeless. I was just living on his house. <laughs> so, I, you know, granted, I had a roof over my head and a couch that was warm with a blanket, but of course, I didn't pay rent and I was living on a couch. You know, I didn't have my own room. I didn't have this. You know, so it was it was definitely. But I was blessed, nonetheless. I was still happy. I had it like I did have a roof. And there's people with ten times worse situations than that. You know, so very lucky. I was not washing my clothes in a sink though. I, I was using a you know washer and dryer. So I you know I definitely understand the struggle, and that's why you can. But here's the thing: without that struggle, you don't know how good things are when you do get good things. You got to have it. People who always win, people always get whatever they want. People they don't understand what real what real, 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 real victory is. They, they sort of do. I mean, all I do is win, win, win all the time. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you, when you have a struggle, when you are homeless, when you are washing your clothes in a sink, when you do get an opportunity to have your, now you got the best dish, you know, washer and dryer, you got a nice house, you got everything you need, you realize how great it really is and you appreciate it. But, you know, those things, that's that's what it takes sometimes, a failure, a struggle for you to really appreciate life. And so kudos to you for coming up and not staying in that low and, and realizing that you do have an up, man. That's awesome. Car business, bro. It's the best. Yes, the best hidden secret out there. How many uh, kids do you have? Um, so I have two. I have, uh, well, I have three. Um, I have a uh, – we're a blended family, so me and my wife, we don't have children together. Um, but we have, I have a nine-year-old, she has a nine-year-old, and then she has a 16-year-old as well. Wow. Congratulations Ooh, on that, man. Years right there. Get you some of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I do know that uh, as that maturity comes, comes more questions, right? Comes comes deeper questions and better uh, better conversations where you're, you're actually able to, to engage a little bit more. Plus, a lot of that know-it-all starts to show up, too. Uh, right. What's key is that, that we're always... Um, we're always giving room for people to grow and giving room for people to, to ask questions. And the great thing about being a father or a leader in any capacity is the availability. And that is something that in our, our industry has so much played the relationship with husband and wife, uh, our children, you know, parents and children. And what's key is that, that being intentional about having those relationships with those kids as they're getting older, knowing that that is first and foremost, First and foremost, our place to actually be right. in success 
that spills into the business. And when that spills into the business, then you have an incredible um, legacy that you start to begin to build on with your employees, with your company. And that's just something that's, that's incredible. I, I always want to know about how people are uh, as far as their children go, because uh, really it, that is one of the biggest teachers in life is the, the whole parent class, right? Parent university, okay. right, is, is what gets us to learn how to really deal with people, especially when being intentional about how you deliver your words. But uh, there's, oh, man, there's so much in that. I always say, I always I credit my leadership style to two things, the, the Marine Corps and my daughter. Um, <laughs> because the Marine Corps taught me how to, you know what I mean, how to lead you know what I mean, from the front, take charge, violence of action, um, you know what I mean, just get after it every single day. But my daughter taught me how to lead because a lot of times as parents, we want to say because I said so or because, you know what I mean, this is this is the way it's done and I just need you to instant willingness and obedience to orders. Like, I, you know what I mean, so I tried to instill that in my daughter, but what I realized is that my daughter is three times more intelligent than I am and is probably one of the greatest salespeople in the entire world. She sells me on things that I would never even do, but she convinces me all the time to sell. So I, I tell people all the time, like, my daughter taught me how to lead and learn in a totally different manner. Before then, it was just like, do as I say, just get it done. But my daughter taught me the, uh, the, the blessing and the realization that you have to explain and understand and allow people to understand why you're giving them that action, why you're asking them to do that task. So it's not just so much, go do what I said to do. No, it's more about helping them understand the path and the trajectory of why you're asking them to do it as well. Because they're going to ask. Oh, why? why will they? Why? Why? Oh, oh. Why? But you gotta love that. I always ask. I do too, because it's I I don't like to be ignorant of something. Like even if it's slightly just a little bit more clarification, please do. This way I'm not miscommunicating to other people what you just said or what I thought, right? So I, I that's the best way to be. And you know, a lot of people like in a military term that they're gonna be like, dude, I'm not whatever, just do what I say in a sense, right? But but in real life, when you have a daughter or any child and they ask that question, you start to become more, okay, now I understand why. So you want to answer those questions. You want to make sure. And it is great that you've changed that whole stigma of because I said so, because I'm a parent and that's what parents do, you explain why. And when you do that, it makes it so much better for them. It changes the way the culture is in the household, but also how you do it with your people at work. You know, And it really does. It changes it all up. And I can appreciate that, man. I'm sure a lot of these things that you're doing, you probably learn from other people. Or maybe you've seen maybe from a parent, maybe from somebody else. But we all have these people in our lives that, that kind of influence us, right? You know, Whether it's your daughter, which is great that you have that. Um, somebody, maybe an NCO you had when you were in the military. Maybe it was your parents. But as you were coming up in this business, car business that is, who has been your greatest mentor? 